We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. This is the Sue Free Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Freeze Show, and I am so thankful to be with you today. As always, I'm so thankful, you know, because it says to be thankful in all things, doesn't it? In the Bible, that's what it says. Be thankful in all things, not some things, but all things. And the reason is, is because, you know, we get down, don't we? We get down and things come our way and we're going, gosh, darn it. I just don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And then he just says, you know, think about the things that you're thankful for. And we always have something that we're thankful for, even though we might forget those things. They might seem little or just really not that important. But when you start thinking about even breathing, okay, it's not something we think about, really. We don't think about breathing. It just happens. Our heart beats. We don't think about our heart beating until it stops. Then that's all we can think about. And if your breathing stops, it's all you can think about. So we kind of take blessings for granted, don't we? So the subject today is going to be on focus. It's going to be on impact. And For me personally, this just drives the message home because I'm going to tell you a story. Those of you that have connected with me and told me that you really like my stories, these are real life stories. These are my stories. These are stories that are like life lessons. They're things that are teaching me lessons. And I'm hoping by sharing these stories that they can impact or help you, give you encouragement or inspire you in a time where you need it. That's what it's about. You know, yesterday I was talking to a friend of mine, and he asked me, he goes, Sue, why do you do this show? Why do you do this show? And the answer is really simple, is that the Lord has been so good to me. Even when things have gone really, really bad, when life has just taken over and it's just not been fun, the Lord has always revealed himself to me. And so my goal is, is for you to experience the Lord in a story, in something that's said, a guest that I have on the show, just something to help you get through a tough time, or maybe a friend of yours through a tough time. We are here to serve one another. We are here to impact one another. And whether you know it or not, someone's always watching. And I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to ask yourself that question, why do you do what you do? And if your answer is something other than to glorify God, if your answer is something other than to give back or to do something for someone else, I mean, isn't that really what we're here for? Is to help one another, to serve one another, to love thy neighbor as thyself. Love thy God first and love thy neighbor as thyself. That's what he tells us to do. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I have a checkoff list that I use every single day. I use it. I have things on there. It's like, I have to get this done. I have to get that done. I don't have prayer on the top of that list. And maybe it should be because sometimes I'm forgetting to do that. Today I've had, 
I've had quite a bit of prayer. And it feels really good. I feel kind of prayered up right now. He says to pray without ceasing. I cease once in a while. How about you? But when we pray without ceasing and know that God is with us all the time, there's a reassurance there. Is your life impacting others? Are you focused on God's goal? That's the questions for today. And if you're answering other than yes and yes, then this show is for you. It's for me too. You know, I'm going through a move right now. I bought a house. Yay! I bought a house. And I'm very excited about buying this house. But with that comes a lot of, I don't know, internal, like, I don't know. I don't want to say fear. It's not fear. It's just not knowing all of the details. It's never going down this road before. What do I do next? How does that work? Uh, Filling out paperwork, making sure everything is just so... All of those things. But the focus is, is that I'm buying a house or you're buying a house or whatever your goals are in life. You have to be focused on it. And then you have to get the knowledge you need in order to make it happen. I have to tell you, there's been quite a few people along this road right now that have said, why do you want to do that? And where? Oh, it's so far away. And, you know, just all of this negative, negative. Oh, you're such a dreamer or just all kinds of things. Have you ever heard those things? Have they, have those things come over your path before? Well, they came over mine, and you know what I realized is that I I need to stay true and focused on what I know to be right for me. And with prayer, I've gone forward. And yeah, fear could take over. That's why there's, you know, fear not in the Bible 365 times, one for every day. Sometimes we need it more than once a day. I know that for me. So I've bought this house. What comes next? Okay, we've signed the papers. Here's the keys. Now what? Okay, now I have to move, right? I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about what is most important for me to take. If I don't have to take everything at once, big moving truck, if I can do this in pieces, if I can do this in stages, I thought about it, and what are the most important things that I have or need in my new house? Because I have my condo I'm in now, and I'm moving to this house, and I'm going to share for a while. What are the necessities? What are the basics that I need? And I thought about it. And the basics I need are, I need a bed. Not really. I could do a sleeping bag and a pillow. That'd be fine. But I need a bed, comfortable. I need a towel for when I take a shower. I need shampoo. I need conditioner. What else do I need? Oh, some utensils because I want to be able to cook and I want to be able to eat at my house. So I'm going to need those items, yes? But those are the basic essentials. Everything else is just extra things like a couch, a table. Um, All those things are like stage two. Stage one is what are the necessities I need in order to just stay there and be comfortable? I need a key. I need to be able to get in, get out. I need to have water on, electricity on. I guess I could light a fire. But, you know, electricity is nice. So those are the basics, right? And what do we need to do when things aren't going well? What do we need to do? We need to establish what the basics are for us. What are most important things for us? And that's focus. That's focus. What's most important in your life? And that's what we're going to talk about today. So what does the Bible say about focus? And this is a Christian study by Crystal McDowell. Distraction is the nemesis of focus. 
We are constantly tempted to pull away from a consistent focus on Christ. As a result, we often find ourselves being tossed to and fro by the concerns of life. Keeping focus on Christ means that we're purposefully fading out everything that pulls us away from connecting with Him. It's a discipled lifestyle of choosing to see every blessing and struggle through the lens of Christ. How can we stay focused in a world of busyness? Boy, don't I know that word, busyness. And how do we stay focused? Okay, in that last little chapter there, the one two-liner, it said that we need to be purposeful and that we need to stay connected with Him. We need to choose to see every blessing and struggle from Christ's perspective, not ours, but from Christ's. Do you know how to do that? Do you know how to take a deep breath when things are just whirling around you? Where are you in your life? Where are you? Are you focused on your goals? Do you have a dream? Do you understand your purpose for God? Focus on God. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. That's Psalm 34.5. Have you ever been in the company of someone who makes time with God a priority? There's a certain radiance in their attitude, prayers, and overall outlook on life. Their investment of focusing intently on God instead of their circumstances magnifies his glory on their lives. Seek after the Lord first in your day with a precision-like focus on his presence. I don't always do this, do you? Do you wake up in the morning and the first thing you think about is God? I can honestly say that that's not true in my case. Am I proud of that? No. Am I judging? No. It's just reality for me. What's your reality? But here's the beauty in this, is that if we know that's what we should be doing and we're not doing it, we can make a decision right now to start doing it, can't we? We can make a decision today to make God the first thought when we wake up in the morning. A little side note, I just got a puppy. I wasn't I wasn't really like, I was looking, but I was just looking. But I have this girlfriend named Lisa. Lisa is an amazing friend. And she's been looking alongside of me, and she moved up north to Red Bluff. If you know where that is, it's up way north in California. I miss her so much. We talk regularly, and we Facebook regularly. But she calls me up. She calls me up while I was getting ready to go to a dance contest this last weekend, and she said to me, Susie, I hope you're not mad at me. And I'm like, why would I be mad at you? And she goes, because I bought you a puppy. I'm like, what? You bought me a puppy? She goes, yeah, I was on Walmart parking lot, and there was this cutest little puppy, and I just could not resist. It was the littlest one. I know you want the littlest one. And I bought it for you. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what kind of dog is it? What kind of puppy is it? And she told me, and I'm like, I don't even know what they look like. So I said, send me a picture. Send me a picture. And I've always been a girl dog. I don't know about you, but I'm a girl dog person. I've never had a boy dog. I've never had a brother, but I've never had a boy dog. And I just always think about, you know, the lifting of the leg and the other things that they do that I just don't think are very fun. And so I thought, I don't, I don't want a boy dog. I only want a girl dog. The pound told me that it would be better if I have a girl dog, which I do, my little missy. Uh, I have a little girl dog, and so they said, you know, it'd be better if you had a boy dog. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want a boy dog. So she buys me this boy dog. 
and she sends me a picture. And I have to tell you, I'm going to put a picture of her up on the SueFreeze.com website so you can see what I see. This little precious little face, there's no way anyone in this world could resist this dog. It's the cutest thing ever. It's called a Chorky. What in the heck is a Chorky? A Chorky is a Chihuahua-Yorkie mix. Now, my Chihuahua is white, and I wear black a lot, and she sheds really bad. So I always have to have that round tape brush, you know, the thing to get the, the little hair off of me. This dog doesn't shed. It is a little boy. Very tiny, fits in the palm of your hand, and it's that silky hair, and it's just the most adorable thing. The face on it, it's just so cute, and it cannot stand to be alone. It likes to be held all the time. So here's the thing with a puppy. You know, I have my children are 34 and, and 31 right now, and it's reminding me of what it was like when I was a new mom and how, you know, your time is not your own and how you can't take a shower when you want to and you can't take a nap when you want to because the baby's up. And when the baby goes down, boy, you better take that nap as quick as you can or get the laundry in or do whatever you have to do while that baby's down or you're not going to get it done. Well, you know what? The puppy is just like that, even though it's like a handful. It's a handful of trouble. And uh, it's the cutest thing. And if it wasn't so cute, I don't know if I'd put up with it. But I have to tell you, I've got to potty train it. And that's not fun. You've got to watch them every second, find out when they're going to do their thing and grab them and stick them on this little pad. Anybody have any suggestions, please let me know. I'm not an expert in this field. So let me know, uh, you know if you have any ideas. Go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and give me some ideas on how to do this because uh, it's new for me. But this little puppy, its name is Toby, and I have Missy and Toby now, and they're cute. But what I'm realizing is that the basics are important for, for them, too. See, the basics are he needs to be fed, he needs water, he needs to go potty, and he needs to be warm. Those are the four basic things for him. And he likes loving. He loves to be petted. He likes attention. And he loves to play with a toy. So there we have six items, I think. Maybe seven. So those are the basics for him. If if he has those things and they're in alignment, he's a happy little puppy. What does it take for you to be happy? What is your focus? That's the question for today. You know, today I'm filming my TV show. It's uh, la 36 Dot org. You can go there and watch the TV show, or you can just listen uh, on the radio as I'm talking right now, or you can go to the podcast, and you can go there by going to iTunes, iHeart. Um, the iPhone has a podcast segment where you can go on there and just type my name in, Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, and you can find eight years of podcasts, and I would love for you to join in and listen to the podcast. Another thing I want to tell you right now is is if you want to be transformed by the renewing of your mind, which the the Lord says that we can be, and he tells us how to do it. And how you do it is by reading over in your own voice, letting your mind, your ears hear your voice, say the I am's. What are the I am's, Sue? The I am's are things that the Lord says about you. For instance, one that holds me true and keeps me going is, I am victorious. How many days in a year do you not feel victorious in your situation? There's been so many times over my over 50 years where I've felt less than victorious. And I have to speak these words loud, clear, and believe them. And we have to believe before they actually become a reality. And by speaking it, saying, I am victorious. I'm a child of Christ. So if you need help in this department, you can print the three pages by, for free on my website. Or you can go to the second title 
on the page, the tile on the page, and it's um, new IMs, I think is what it says. And you go on there, and it'll give you the video, and it'll explain it all to you so you understand how you can get what you want and uh, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because our mind, our belief system, can work for us or against us. And whether you want to believe it or not can be the difference for today being a good day or a bad day. And I can tell you that there's been times where I just felt overwhelmed. I felt like I wasn't going to be able to, I wasn't going to measure up. I was, I possibly could fail. And I just didn't have what it took. I just felt like I was unworthy or I just, I just didn't have what it took. And when I found out that God died for me and when I found out that he has a purpose for my life, just as he has a purpose for your life, we need to understand what that purpose is. We need to have focus, razor focus on what that is. And when we do that, our life is going to have purpose. I was talking to a gentleman today, his name's David, for lunch. And he's high up in the Salem Salem world, and I was having uh, lunch with him, and it was delightful. And he was saying that, you know, we have, we have to strive for impact, impact. You know, it's you have to have fuel in the tank, but you have to strive for impact. How are we impacting those around us? And if we don't have a heart full of blessing and heart full of thankfulness, it's going to be very difficult for us to bless others because we need to feel blessed ourselves. So be aware of that when you wake up in the morning. Be aware that you do need God, and it's going to help you along the way. Focus on eternal life. We are looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth where righteousness dwells. It's so easy to get caught up into the cares of this world and neglect the hope we have in the next one. There's nothing wrong with being involved and engaged in politics, work-related issues, family demands, or community concerns. Our problems arise when we let them take so much ground in our lives that we forget this place isn't our home. Pray that God will renew an expectancy of eternal life that will release the pressure of worldly concerns. Focus on things above. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Colossians 3, 2. At the present moment, Jesus Christ is seated at the right hand of God, interceding for you and everyone who belongs to him. Many times we pray through times of difficulty, and it feels like our trials will never change. Not only does the Lord motivate other believers to pray for you, Jesus, our Lord, is praying for you as well. Every time you pray, remember the Lord is praying along with you that God's will be done. Set your heart on the right path. This is focus, isn't it? Every day there are different paths for us to take. We choose daily the path of righteousness or unrighteousness. Sometimes the right path is filled with uncertainty. Does God really hear my prayers? Risk. Does God really want me to go this way? Or potential disruption. How is this all going to work out? Yet, if we trust in the Lord, he will surely lead us to the right way. It's our responsibility to choose the right thing, even if it brings pain. That's not easy sometimes, is it? Focus on his decrees. My heart is set on keeping your decrees to the very end. Psalm 119, 112. A careful and deliberate study into God's word will always realign our focus with his will. The scriptures can direct our attention towards the spiritual gaps. Many times our busyness hardens our hearts to the realities of our shortcomings and sinful ways. However, 
by allowing the penetration of God's sword, the Bible, our vision is softened and we see more clearly the way of the Lord. Study the Bible with greater diligence than any other activity of your day. I've had people lately say that I'm a dreamer. I am a dreamer, but I also get things done and I follow through. There's people that talk, 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 but don't have any action to follow. If you are going to talk, make sure that your talk and your walk are in alignment. Make sure that their God is in the center. And, you know, really make sure that your focus is really your focus. And that if you want this to happen, if you truly believe it's where you're supposed to go, then don't let anybody or anything hold you back. You've got to focus on it. You've got to go for it. The pain has to be worth the gain. I always say that, and it's so true. Focus our thoughts on Jesus. Fix your thoughts on Jesus, whom we acknowledge as our apostle and high priest. Our minds are constantly bombarded with thoughts about ourselves, work, family, friends, finances, underlined finances, and much more. Even when we determine to pray and study the scriptures, our minds can float away to other places, rendering our time with God as fruitless. It is when we discipline our mind to focus on Jesus and what he has done in order that we may have eternal life. We are changed. Pay attention to when your thoughts wander and ask the Lord to help you discipline your mind. That's happened to me. Has it happened to you? You're in the middle of reading something and it just, your brain just goes off and you start daydreaming. You know, that's the devil. He wants you to get sidetracked. He doesn't want you to stay focused. And here's a really good one. Focus on grace. Set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. Sometimes when we have a good streak of religious activity, such as serving at our church, fasting over a period of time, spending rich moments in prayer or Bible study, we can be tempted to forget about grace. We may start to feel a little proud of ourselves for being so faithful to God without focusing on how he gives the grace for us to do it. It's God's unmerited favor on our lives that gives us the ability to do works of righteousness. Take a moment to reflect on his rich grace on your life and give thanks to God for it. We will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and Ecola cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Ecola termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. 
All right, it's David James. My friend, Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola, is here. And Sue, you were just telling me that allergies and termites have something in common? Dave, if you have a problem with termites in your home, but also suffer from allergies and chemical sensitivity, we offer an array of termite control services that will be able to solve your problem without putting your health at risk. Our Ecola heat process uses extreme heat instead of chemicals to kill and remove termites and any other pests that may be infesting your home. Yes, and you were telling me about the awesome electro gun treatments. It sends electricity through the wood and you use it as part of your termite control services? They're very effective. So if you are concerned with your health and are sensitive to chemicals, know that we have an array of options for termite control. Don't sacrifice your health or the health of your home. Call Ecola Termite Pest Control Services now. 800-332-BUGS. 800-332-BUGS or termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola, Termite and Pest Control, for sponsoring this show. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, we would welcome you to do that. You know, I've been doing the show for eight years now, and we've had sponsors come on the show for a period of time, and they found that it worked for them, and sometimes they move on to other uh, time frames and whatnot. If you'd like to be part of this, we would love to have you be part of this. And if you just want to get a touch of the water, you know, just, just see if it's going to work for you, my show is a great place to start. So I welcome you to do that. How do you do that? Go to Sue Free, spelt like fries, one word, dot com. Go there, connect with me. Would you? And uh, let me know who you are, what you'd like. And if you have a suggestion on how to be better on this show, I'm always open for suggestions because we don't arrive until we're in heaven. And so my goal is to strive for excellence in anything and everything that I do. I don't know what your goal is, but that's my goal. And so in doing that, asking uh, people for suggestions has been very helpful for me. There's been quite a few different ideas and suggestions that have come along, and uh, I'm going to be utilizing them. It's great. So uh, if you uh, have read my book, Learning to Breathe, thank you for that, and I hope it's been beneficial. Most people, when they read it, they say that it has been very beneficial for them to understand asthma, understand how to minimize the triggers that are caused to uh, hinder the asthma thing. You know, the asthma thing is a really serious thing. Many children die from asthma, and the doctors don't really tell you that. They don't want to scare you. But we as mothers, fathers, parents, we need to understand the seriousness of asthma. I understood that my son was really grasping for air. I almost lost him two times, and I'll tell you what, it was the most scary thing I've ever had to deal with. And I wrote a book about that and other things on how we have to protect, you know, the environments of where our children are. And puppies, same thing. You know, children we watch and, and whatnot. Puppies sometimes or dogs we don't watch as much. And I have found by being in the pest control industry, when I have mothers calling me, they're asking quite a few questions about their animals, even more than their children. And I, I always wondered about that. But then I realized the reason was is because we watch our children a lot closer than we watch our animals. We open up the door, let our animals go out and play, not thinking that maybe there's something back there that could hurt them. So uh, it's really important that we understand all of this. 
And uh, with my puppy, you know, I it needs three shots. It hasn't had three shots. I can't put him down on the outside. I can't have a lot of people holding him until he gets these shots because I don't want him to get sick. I don't want anything to happen to him. And it's my job to protect him. As a parent, it's our job to protect our children, isn't it? So focus, you know, at work we have to focus. Being a person of leadership, of impact, we have to focus on what's important. And you, you really, you know, I've had to really, really consider this. I've had people say, why are you doing this show, Sue? You know, why are you doing this show? And I had to really, like, think about that for, like, a second and say, you know, I've, I've been successful in my business, my marriage wasn't so successful after 32 years, and I'm sad about that. I'm very sad. I, I feel very sad about that. But I feel like I did what I could. Uh, I did everything I could, I think. And um, I did depend and trust on the Lord. I did. And uh, it just didn't work out because, you know, it takes two. It really does. People say it takes one person to make a change, and that's true. You can make a change, but... In marriage, in in those tight relationships, I think it takes two people committed to each other to really make it be a a servant kind of godly relationship, which is what I believe God wants for our marriage uh, and any type of relationship. We want it to be a godly one. We want God to direct our words, our actions, to be pleasing to him. And so if you're in a relationship and either you're on the the receiving or the giving side of not having that be the case, I would say identify the problem, talk about it, communicate it. You know, what is the focus? What is the goal? In marriage, it's ministry, and you need to be aligned. You need to be in alignment, alignment with God and in alignment with each other. I wasn't going to talk about marriage today, but focus is focus. And, you know, so many of us are in relationships, and so many of us wished they were better. They w- We wished they were a better relationship. And God has to be in the center. I, I am truly a believer of that. And, and I'm sure there's some listening going, I'm not so sure about that. I'm sure about that. I'm over 50 years old. I've been through, you know, 32 years of marriage, and now my marriage is, is no more sad first thing i would say to you is if there's any way possible that you can work on your your marriage if you can save it if you can go to a counselor i highly recommend that you do everything in your power to make that marriage healthy a god-fearing relationship a, a marriage that is a ministry it's loving it's kind it's giving it's sacrificial that's the marriage that um, I think we all want and we desire. So if you're the person that's got some personal issues and causing the problems, uh, you know, look in the mirror, identify it, humble yourself, ask for forgiveness, and get the help you need to get healthy. And if on, you're on the receiving side, you know, uh, as a woman, it says to win your husband over with a gentle and quiet spirit if he's a non-believer. That doesn't mean to be silent. It doesn't mean to be silent. Gentle and quiet spirit doesn't mean don't say. It just means gentle and quiet spirit. So the recommendation for for me, I'm not a counselor. I'm not a theologian. I'm just a person who's been through a school of hard knocks. And I'm telling you that the heart of the Lord is for us to love one another. 
and to serve one another with all our heart and to love him first. And if we put him first and are in alignment with him, it goes it goes up and down first and then it goes horizontal second. Okay? So get your relationship with the Lord. Focus on your relationship with the Lord first. Get that in alignment. Receive him, hear him, ask the Holy Spirit in your heart. Get that going because here's here's the thing that I, I struggled with for a long time. The woulda, shoulda, couldas, and what ifs. I struggled with that because I did not want to leave my marriage. I didn't want to get out of my marriage if there was a chance that there could be healing, if, if the Lord could come in and do a miraculous thing, which does happen. And I wanted to do anything and everything that I possibly could with the Lord's help and guidance because I was going to take me with me wherever I went. So if I was part of the problem, I wanted to get that taken care of. So if your focus is you want to have a healthy relationship, you want to have a healthy marriage, that focus is a very good focus. (laughs) And it starts with your relationship with the Lord. And I know we want to change that other person. We want to say, yeah, but you don't understand. You don't know. I know. I've been there. But I do know. And I do understand. And you know who knows and understands even more than me would be the Lord. The Lord understands. And he hurts when we hurt. Did you know that? He's saddened when we're sad. He wants us to feel everything good. But he lets us suffer the consequences. He will let us go through pain. And he lets us go through it because... Um, we need to learn. We need to learn the lessons. And I, I always say, you know, search me and know me and let me learn this lesson quick, Lord, or, you know, the first time around. I don't want to learn this lesson over and over and over again. So I'm hoping that um, he teaches me this lesson and I learn it quickly. So you're listening to the Sue Free Show. This show has been around for eight years now, and that is just amazing to me. And I'm filming today because I have a TV show now. And, uh, I would really like for you to tune into the TV show, too. It's LA36.org. And you'll have to go and check it when it's on because it's not always on the same time. It's kind of interesting how that works. I have to, uh, 52 day, 52, sorry, 52 week contract. And, uh, it's started in January. So <laughs> I'm a little more than halfway done. And, uh, I've done a lot of different movie um, things. I've done a lot of different uh, shows on different things like my trip to Israel, things like that. So you can tune in and, and see all that. And the person that put these together for me, his name is Matt, and he's awesome. He's staring at me right now through the camera, and he's hopefully making me look somewhat nice. And uh, it's just wonderful. And I, you know, if I would have been told that all of this was going to go on, the radio, the TV, I would have said, really? I wouldn't have understood it. But, you know, the Lord has a plan for each and every one of us. And you need to go after the purpose that God created you for. And I say you need to. You don't need to. If you want to, you can. My suggestion is your life is going to be much grander. And you're going to feel a lot better if you pursue what God has created you for. I will say that. Okay. You're going to do what you want to do. And I get that. My frustration is when I see people underestimating what they're capable of, and I see people really just falling short of what they are intended to do. Do you want to fall short, or do you want to have that significance to know that your life mattered? And that, you know, we, we most of the time are the person. We are the ones that hold us back. It's not anyone else. 
And it's what we listen to and what we believe inside our system. So our belief system is so important to the health and the purpose that the Lord uh, created us for. Focus our eyes on Jesus. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. Hebrews 12.2 You know, as believers, we are running on the track of life towards our Savior. He is at the finishing line with a great group of witnesses on the sidelines cheering us forward. Those who run in races recognize the value of focusing on crossing the finish line. Those who are distracted by the crowds, weather, or other runners tend to lose their speed, costing them the race. Let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus in spite of the storms and trials that want to consume our attention. I talked before about the house, and this house has been a dream of mine for as long as I can remember. My house is on a lake. I have a dock in my backyard. I haven't got the boat in the dock yet, but it is coming. And my boat is very old, but very nice. And it has a lot of memories inside the walls of the boat. So I'm very excited about having a dock, having water in my backyard, being able to have the fun, enjoy life. And it's been a dream. Now, there's been a lot of people along the way that said, why? Why would you want to do that? And blah, 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 blah. Okay, now I could have listened and said, oh, maybe they're right. Oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. Oh, that might be too much money. Oh, how am I going to make that happen? Or I could say, you know what? No, this is what I want to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And I did it. It's amazing how when you set a goal and you're focused on the goal, how things kind of just move out of your way and things happen. Now, you might say, oh, yeah, you talk like that, and it's easy for you, but not so easy for me. You don't know my circumstances. You're right. I don't. I don't know your circumstances. But God does. Just as he knew my circumstances, he knew that I was in a wheelchair and had to move out of my house. In a wheelchair, and the place I was moving into was something I've owned for 37 years, had a tenant in it for 27 years. It's never been looked at, touched, as far as upgrades. So I had to go in, in a wheelchair, four, st- four flights of stairs, and gut it, and fix it, and make it livable for me. Okay, I, yeah, I don't know your situation. I don't. And your situation might be much, much worse than mine ever could have been or was. I get that too. And all I can say is I just do what God tells me to do. And he says to be thankful in all things. We have to look at what we can do, not what we can't do. We have to focus. But we have to focus on the right things. See, if we focus on what we can't do, it's just like me. I can't, there's certain things I can't do anymore. I can't water ski and I'm moving to a lake, okay? I could focus on, there's that solemn course that I used to love going on and I used to love, love, love getting better on my ski. And now I can't put my foot in a ski boot because I don't want to tweak my knee and break my leg and not be able to dance. So I could focus on what I can't do and not get a boat on the lake and not, you know, not be around that because it's just too hard. Or I could say, what can I do? So what I can do is air chair. And if you don't know what that is, it's too hard for me to explain. (laughs) So I have a video of it somewhere on SueFreeze.com. And if not, Matt will get one on there for me. 
But it's really interesting. And the funny part about this is the house that I bought on the lake, across the street neighbor, is the gentleman who designed, created the air chair. He's the, the one that designed it and made it. And he is willing, he's, he's older than me, and he's willing to teach me how to do more on it. I actually want to do flips, and I'm going to be 60. And I'm going to do flips on this air chair. I'm going to be, you know, getting air and whipping around, and it's going to be amazing. I'm going to do it. You watch. You watch. I'll be telling you. I did it. I did it. Because I'm focused. And it's just so interesting how the Lord has, you know, where I am and this gentleman, and, and I'm not focused on what I can't do. I'm focusing on what I can do or what I'm going to do. And here's the big thing is some of you that have listened for a long time know that God put on my heart a long time ago a dream. And this dream is way too big for me. The dream is a God dream, I call it, my God dream. And the God dream is about a ranch, and it's for domestic violence, women and children. Now, let me just tell you, I got a motorhome. When I was married, we had a 40-foot big motorhome, huge, way too big, way too huge. Anyway, um, that left. My house is gone. I moved into a condo in a wheelchair, and I have my boat. So now I bought this house. Well, last year, I had the opportunity. I had a girlfriend who had a motorhome that she no longer wanted, and so she offered it to me, and I said yes. So I took this motorhome. It's only a 25-footer, and I said to the Lord as I drove away on a rainy day with my motorhome, I said, Lord, this motorhome is going to be used for ministry. This motorhome is going to be like a bus, and it's going to bus children and women to this lake house that I don't have yet, but it's going to bust them to the lake house so we can have some fun, we can minister, we can enjoy life a little bit and make life just a little bit better for people that are having a real struggling hard time. So here I laid it out there. I said, Lord, this is yours. And look what's happening now. Okay, I got the motorhome. It's the bus. I found a house that actually has a motorhome garage. Can you believe that? And so now I have all what I need in order for God to have ministry in my place on the water. So it's going to be amazing to see what God does next. And it's all due to focus and focusing on the right things. Focus, focus, focus. Wearing eyeglasses, which I'm doing right now so I can read, helps many of us see more clearly. Otherwise, our world would look like a blurry mess. That's so true. Focusing on the Lord instead of our needs or wants takes great discipline. We must be willing to lay aside our fears, worries, or anything that seeks to drain us of hope in Christ. He knows what we need and when we must absolutely have it. Our focus should and always remain grounded in faith that God is in control. Take some time today to clean your spiritual glasses. So you can see more clearly the Lord who loves you unconditionally. So for those of you that are struggling, I just want to say that if we focus on the pain, if we focus on the hurt, if we focus on all the he did me wrong, she did me wrongs, we can learn from them, but don't dwell on them. We need to lay that all over, okay? Just hand it over to God and say, God, here, this is all yours. Lord, give me the discernment 
to know what to do. Help me forgive. Help me to understand you better. Help me to draw near to you. And when you pray things like this, the Lord does hear you. And he will hear you and you will see things move. Might not happen today, it might not happen tomorrow, but it will happen. Ask the Lord to bring people in your lives that can help you stay accountable. Get my free I am's. I really, really mean it. Get your free I am's from com. Just print them out, read them daily, morning and night. When you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed, say, I am victorious. I am a child of God. There's so many, there's three pages of I am's. I am telling you that you will change your thinking if you read these scriptures because it's who God says you are. It's not people in your life because people can bring you down. There's people in my life that want me to fail. There's people in my life that don't want me to succeed or be significant. Because it makes them feel less or bad. I understand that. And some of these people are close to me. And it's okay. I have other people close to me that are thankful and so happy for me right now. And it's so wonderful to be around those people. You know, people that are saying, Sue, you know, I just see a new you. There's, there's a new you blossoming. And I'm like, really? And they say, yes. And part of that is because of this radio show. People say, why do you do the show? I do this show because I want to give back. I do this show because success is nice, but to be able to impact other people and to give people hope and help is why I do this show. When somebody connects with me and tells me that what they heard on my show, I'm going to cry, but when, when, I, when I read words of what they're going through, and how them turning the dial and finding the Free show and how it has changed their life and given them new hope. I say, okay, God, thank you for that encouragement because sometimes when you're just talking in this mic and you can't see the faces and you don't, you really don't know who's listening. Is anybody listening? If you're listening, please do me a favor and support me. And that doesn't mean money. If you want to, that's fine. I'll accept it because it would be nice. But uh, support me by connecting with me, by going to com. Go there and support me by giving me your information and to tell me what you like, what you dislike, subject matters. I'm always searching for subject matters. It's so easy for me to just look at my life and have a subject matter because there's always something to talk about. But if there's something you want me to talk talk about or focus on, please, I would love to do that. So help me out. Would you connect with me, support me, pray for me? I still have somebody that's, um, you know, taking things that don't belong to them. So I really need prayer. So if you can hold me up in prayer, I'd really appreciate it. I'm going to read again from Jesus Calling, Enjoying Peace in His Presence, Sarah Young. Today is my mother's birthday, and she's in heaven, and she's been gone a long time. And those that have lost your parents, you know, I can relate. And it's painful, isn't it? It's so painful because, you know, those things that bothered you, like my mother, she used to say, Susie, it's just a situation where, and I used to take the phone away from my ear, and I would kind of mimic her because I just, it bothered me so much when she'd say that. Now I would do almost anything just to hear her say it one more time. It's just a situation where. 
But it is her birthday today, so I'm honoring her, and uh, I just loved her so much. She was a great mother. And part of who I am today is because of her, her belief in me. She says, the world is your oyster, Susie. You can do anything you want. The world is your oyster. So her birthday, this is what it says. Do not be discouraged by the difficulty of keeping your focus on me. I know that your heart's desire is to be aware of my presence continually. This is a lofty goal. You aim toward it, but never fully achieve it in this life. Don't let feelings of failure weigh you down. Instead, try to see yourself as I see you. First of all, I am delighted by your deep desire to walk closely with me through your life. I am pleased each time you initiate communication with me. In addition, I notice the progress you have made since you first resolved to live in my presence. When you realize that your mind has wandered away from me, don't be alarmed or surprised. You live in a world that has been rigged to distract you. Each time you plow your way through the massive distractions to communicate with me, you achieve victory. Rejoice in these little triumphs, and they will increasingly light up your days. Thank you so much for being a part of the Sufri Show. Until next week, be a blessing to someone each and every day. God bless. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.